You're listening to the Arturnia Archives. Enjoy. Oh, we are. We are back. Looks hey, like everybody. It. Yeah. I hope you all had a you chance to it. recharge. Hello. Ah. So, um, uh, skipping the introductions, you know all of us. Rusty, Sarah, James, Max. Hey, we're good. All right. Let's jump right back into it. Um, the guys have been gone. The, the posse that have left from the train have been gone for probably about two hours at most. And and um, you and everyone else is back at the train. People are having a good opportunity to get out and uh, wander about. And so there are a lot of people who are just like, hey, this is good, this is fun. Let's go to some, uh, like this stuff over here. The kids have taken up to playing a game of tag on one side of the train, playing under the train and stuff like that. Well, the engineer has been working desperately hard to do anything that he can pop. Bigsby, of course, is just sitting idly by watching things. And, uh, and Miss Thompson is, of course, keeping an eye on the kids. What would you, what part of this would you like to engage in? I'll, uh, I, I hop onto the train for a few minutes and, uh, and go to my compartment and pull out my violin. And uh, I'll go um, sit and watch the kids play and sit down next to Bixby, keep him company and um, and uh, Miss Thompson and uh, start playing violin. Okay. Um, your sweet, soft music plays and floats through the air. And of course, people are definitely, you know, paying attention to it. Uh, uh, one of the younger couples come by and, and do a little bit of uh, square dancing um, to, to the tune that you're playing. I imagine it's a bit upbeat because everybody's trying to stay in a decent mood at this point. And, uh, you, know, you know, it's been about two hours, maybe three hours. So it's definitely lunchish time. People are coming around asking uh, the conductor, oh, man, had his name. Good thing I wrote the down. Ah, Mr. Lockett. Uh, begins coming around asking people if people want lunch. And so he bugs you in Bixby, puts in your lunch orders, and walks away. Right after stepping away, uh, it's as if, you know, you're paying attention to him, he walks away, you turn back, and that little kid uh, with the wooden rifle is standing there at the base uh, on the on the gravel itself, looking up at the two of you. I smile at him and uh, kind of change my tune to see if I can get him to play um, something even more upbeat. Uh, the young man does not seem to respond too well to change of music or anything. The, some people nearby listening are paying attention to your plays. And uh, Bixby just gives him a shoe. Hey, kid, if you're, if you're not going to dance, why don't you take on off? And the kid responds back with, they've been gone too long. Like, like out of nowhere, they've been gone too long. In three hours. I'm sure they're, uh, they're just fine. It hasn't been too long yet. They, uh, would've, it would have taken them, they said, around an hour to get there. Uh, by horse and an hour to get back and they're probably just uh, talking to that nice uh, landowner over there about what they, what he can do to help catching up on our adventures the kid looks around for a moment he doesn't seem to be satisfied with it. he looks to the ground looks back up they probably got ambushed by Indy we need to be safe and then he kind of starts walking down the train towards the engine itself don't forget he spits well Sir, brave sir, if you could uh, be on patrol for us and just give me a holler if you hear anything, okay? Give us a heads up. He gives a nod, waves his wooden rifle around, and, and begins heading off. And Bixby just shakes his head. That kid's trying to grow up way too fast. I think we all did as kids. And then we realized it wasn't that fun. <laughs> How are you holding together? I'm doing uh, a lot better now that we're through... Uh, the Indian territory and we're not getting attacked every night. He shakes his head. That's just craziness. I I don't even understand what 
this never happened before. Well, you never can tell uh, what you're going to get from uh, from Indians uh, from time to time. Sometimes they seem perfectly uh, helpful, and sometimes they don't. Uh, it's very true. I just, I don't know. Dog soldiers normally don't, normally don't come down this far south. It just had me worried. I kind of nod at him, um, like half encouraging if he wants to continue, but also fine to let it go if that's what he wants to do. He doesn't seem to bring the conversation piece back up, so you guys uh, don't say much. You start playing your violin again, and um, Webb comes out to check on the two of you. You get some lunch. You, get some lunch. you uh... I thought you were going to say something. Uh, is Webb the talkative one? No, that's Walt. Okay, okay. <laughs> then, because uh, I was going to be like, I get real into the music and... <laughs> louder! I'm busy. <laughs> as loud as possible. Shut up. Uh, Walters has been uh, taking a nap or something. He hasn't been seen. Uh, maybe he died somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> I see nobody is actually like, oh! everybody's like, ha, 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 ha. Um, so at least another hour or two passes. So it's like one, maybe two o'clock or so. Um, what do, during this period of time, like time is progressing as we wait for them to come back. What is it that you would like your character to do? Something might happen, something might not happen. That's terrible, I shouldn't say it that way. Anyways. Um, I kind of walk, at a certain point, I put the uh, violin away and I get up and kind of walk around and check on everyone. Um, I'm starting to get antsy for the others being gone, um, but I also know that if I need to go check on them, I'm fast as, um, well, I won't say hell, but um, so, uh, <laughs> so uh, I, um, yeah, I go check on everyone and then uh, kind of think about, uh, give them a few more minutes to get back uh, and then maybe kind of start to venture toward that hill and see if I can look out toward that farmhouse. Exactly. All right, a couple more minutes do pass for you. Nervousness builds up. You're done. You want to go look. You make a maneuver. You begin walking in the wrecks and leaving behind the train. Do you let anybody know that you're doing this? No, because if I decide to um, start running, I don't want anyone seeing me. That's true. You maneuver, you move over to a point where you can see a bit farther uh, down the valleys and try to get a good eye on the smoke of the farmstead. You know where it's at and have a good idea. So you're spending a lot of time trying to focus in on it. And um, you notice that from as you move through the, the forested areas and by the river and over the river to the other side, um, there is a, and I, I guess I guess I'm trying to figure out the words exactly how to describe what you would see. Ah, that's a good way to describe it. Um, you see the box. You remember the box? The box with the stone. The stone that's evil. Yeah, I haven't forgotten the box, Max. Just, yeah, just. So, um, it's sitting at the base of the ravine, and from where your point of view is at, it's you can see it down there. It's definitely. But you can see that uh, in in the box, it sits in the river, and from it seems to have some sort of rather visible oily sheen coming off it and into the river. The oily sheen kind of like shoots down, falling the river along, and um, you can see as it moves. This oily sheen kind of moves around, and it. By the way, it's. Hang on one second. Let it go. Um, this river reds in the direction of the farmsteading. You see that this oily sheen like interacts with, I described like grass or the weeds along the side of the river. Um, and they they burst 
into a, like a serious amount of chaotic growth. Just a little bit. For the most part, this oily sheen seems to stay in the center of the river. But when it touches the river bank, it's, it's a massive overgrowth. The flowers get larger. The grass turns into barbed wire, almost like weeds. Um, and then it continues down a distance. And like you see this explosion of life just take place. Um, then this life kind of like, like starts reaching out and grabbing, like physically moving and attacking other things nearby. Well, it's not very ladylike, but I say shit. <laughs> um, and I look toward the farmhouse, um, unsure of who to tell or, or what to do. So, uh, um, I'll just immediately, um, I, I fall to my knees and start praying to God for, uh, for some kind of guidance of what I should do next. Okay, make a faith roll. A seven. Um, God doesn't seem to answer or give some sort of clear, uh, like definitive, hey, you need to kind of do this at this point. But you see that black oily, that oily sheen crash into another section of uh, ground and it starts to kind of like change the grass, but it also hits a rabbit that was near the water. And the rabbit grows larger and slightly grotesque with horns and razor, like sharp looking teeth. And the rabbit seems to like be freaking out and just attacking whatever is nearby it. All right. Um, well, I can't have that. So um, I can't have that rabbit do anything that's going to hurt all those fine people uh, not far away. So um, not hearing anything from God himself, I, I reach under my skirts and, and pull out that um, my, both tomahawks, but I look at the one that has all the carvings on it and seeing if it, um, usually I use that as a guide to pull me in whatever direction I'm supposed to go next. Mm -hmm. See if there's, uh, if, if that communicates with me. Oh yeah. Um, and tells me anything. Yeah, you feel like, you can feel it tugging down the river. Down the river toward, uh, the farmhouse or? Yes. Okay. Um, I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna head to the farmhouse, but first I'm gonna kill that bunny. <laughs> Fair enough. I, you don't even have to roll. Pretty sure it's got no real defenses. It's just a wickedly evil, mutated, genetically designed evil bunny. Something and then I'm going to start running. Like, my, my full quickness, my full, um, my full scary uh, powers of being fast. Of course. We have lost one of our players, so we're switched over to our map, and I will be bringing, I would bring up pictures, but we don't have pictures right now, so it's just this wonderful map, and you can see our dice rolls. So, hey, here's what we got going on. Um, slaughtering the rabbit is quick. You jump down the way, leap to one side, hit it with a hatchet, dead instantly. That doesn't mean it's not a rabbit that you would actually consider it a problem for a normal person. I mean, like, it looked bad. It had a, it had horns, and little horns kind of. Don't you uh, begin following after the river. Are you going like as fast as you possibly can? All right. You begin trying to get ahead of this slick as you race down one side of the river in the direction following it. You know, it's kind of rough on either side. And um, you see ahead of where you're at. There is a, um, it's like, it looks like a, a possum maybe. And it is near the edge of the water. It looks like it was drinking or something. It, it's in the moment where its body is like pulsating and growing larger rapidly. Its tail is protruding like a massive nodule of spikes near the end of it. It's going through its moment of transformation. I kill it again. 
split his head wide open, leap to the other, leaping to the other side of the river. You bring your hatchet down without question. Just you clear the twelve foot wide river, land on the other side. Metal goes through skull. Thing stops wiggling. You can hear the oil slick on the water, like it hissed at you, like it's not happy that you just did this. The hatchet, on the other hand, in your hand, seems to focus in on the weird thing, but then kind of jerk back toward the end of the river. It seems the oil slick is drying up, and you're just following a mass of it as it shoots down the river, and you're like, it's like you're catching up on its activities. You move to the end, uh, you begin moving as quickly as possible to the end, and at some point, the river comes into a basin, and it pours over a small fall into a, what looks to be a man-made lake, and you can see that the the slick is there. It's in the pool, and it, like as you get there and you look over the edge, the last of the slick rolls over and into the top of the water. So there is this pool, this this water hole that these people have built that cut off this river, and, and now the slick is in the center of it. You don't have any mystic Indian magical powers. You can't, you got a hatchet. What would you like to do? So how far is this pool from the farmhouse? The farmhouse, probably about 300 yards over the edge of a hill. Like if you started screaming, somebody might hear. Um, as I start racing around um, the water going normal human speed, uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, I, I start calling uh, Ollie's name. Okay, okay. I'll, uh, I'll put some, some power of the voice into that, too. All right. Ollie, you and Blake and Dr. Father Cross have gone into the back room. You and Sister Teresa have stepped out onto the porch to have a quiet conversation and talking. And as you guys are talking, you're just it's general catch-up. It is really nice. You know you've been here for a while. You've got a chance to go out to the barn. There's a lot of really good tools in there. If Blake says yes, you guys are golden. But you're standing, we'll say, you're at. You're actually at the barn at this point in time. Uh, Jeb's nearby. It's you, Jeb, and Sister Teresa. And make a cognition check. Oh, looks like we're also getting Father Cross back. Perhaps in time for a cognition check. He's in a conversation. He ain't got... Uh, that's a nine for me. I think you hear Miss McDay calling out for in that sweet musical voice she's... What the he- heck? You catch himself in the middle. Uh, and go, uh, one second, y'all. I think that's Miss McDay. Uh, sorry, it's, it's another lady from the train. Something must be wrong back that way. Sister uh, Teresa just kind of gives you like a, a what? Like, this is craziness talking. Jeb doesn't and, say anything. And uh, what do you want to do? Uh, yeah, Ollie will kind of take off at a, not like a frantic, uh, hey, wait, where's Lorraine? Uh, she's been sitting on the front porch. Okay. Uh, want to keep her in eyesight. Uh, so I'll holler, Miss Lorraine, I think I hear, uh, Miss McDade hollering. And then kind of give a shrug as I'm, like, trotting sideways. <laughs> and then I'll, like, jog off towards, uh, Miss McDade. Because I, I'm, I'm like, you're... We're not, uh, we're not leaving Lorraine alone off screen, uh, right now. Oh, no, why not? That is, that is, like, too bad of an idea. I mean, Sister Teresa's there, and so is Cody and Dwight. Um, so yeah, Ollie'll just kind of, he's not, like, sprinting all out, but he'll do that, you know, this is me in a hurry jog, uh, that shows that you're in a hurry, you know. Sounds good. All right, um, as you move around the 
pond at this point getting to the other side. You've called out, you've called out, you don't know if Ollie's coming. As you're, you're looking in the direction of the house, maybe trying to see if you can see anything, you look back, you notice that a whirlpool has formed in the center of the pool and the black ooze or this black film has coalesced and is starting to go down into the pool. Uh, as I see that, I go from going, Ollie, Ollie, I go, Fought across! Fought across! <laughs> <laughs> hey, shit just got unholy. All right. Um, it takes almost no time at all. The water bursts open, and something twice the size, maybe the, a little bit larger than a bison, bursts from the water. It has scales, it has fur, claws, teeth. It's matted, it's got multiple eyes. It bursts from the water and immediately lunges. You could gut check. Not bad, not bad. We check to see what it's a seven we get. I'm on the wrong page. I got an eight. Yeah, she got an eight. Woot! Excellent. The thing comes up. You're like, you're, you're, you're hold like, holy crap! You just got your tomahawks. It comes straight forward you. So let's do some card drawing. Ollie, you're gonna get the card draw, but then I want you to discard down to one card. You get the highest card of what you. Sure. Is I have to do a quickness roll for how many cards I get, right? That's right. It's got 12d2. 2d12. Ah, 12d2. <laughs> That'd be a terrible roll. I, uh, I just tried to roll dice in Twitch. So, my bad. Alright, so my actual roll is an 11. Walk me through initiative again real quick. It's been a while. Alright, James, that's your job. I think he's frozen. He's got that side glance look. Like, yeah, looks look like it. Um, uh, you get... Uh, per, you get one plus uh, for every five. So if you got a 10, you get three cards. If you got an 11, you got three cards. All right, so three cards it is then. Oh my goodness, one, one, and a two. Oops, sorry. I, I realized I actually just rolled, I, I copied the formula from Discord and it's not my roll. I'm supposed to roll 40, 12. Looks like we got James back. He looks so very concerned. So you want to go ahead and draw all three and then discard. All but the highest. Okay. There we go, 11. All right, so you're getting three cards. Is that right, James? It's one plus for every five you get? Uh, yeah. It, so if she'll five, it's two then she's getting two cards. But she got 11, so she's getting three. Yep. Great. All right. Plus no card. All right, there are my discards. Excellent. All right, so. I'm a little afraid to ask, but I have a, a red joker. Means you can either go first or you can go whenever you want. You can put that, put that, that allows you to choose your that first action to whenever in the round. Yeah, the yeah, red the one is the good one. You can put it up your sleeve, but just for the Um, well, no one's in sight to see me yet, right? That's correct. The thing then lands on the shore. It's now or never then. So I'm gonna do an attack real quick before I have to be dainty. Okay. Give me a moment, I need that line. Go for it. All right, so I'm gonna do my fighting, right? Yes. All right, so. Ooh. All right, you only needed five, so you've got one raise out of it. Now you're gonna roll a d20 to determine where you hit. Seven is in its guts, uh, and because of your roll, you can bring it up one or down one, and it won't change much. It's still gonna hit it in the guts. So as the thing hits the ground, you're chopping into its midsection. Okay, good, because guts, you know, tend to spill out when you do that, That's so I'm true. good with That's that. True. And then, um, 
So that's my first attack, right? And yes. so I uh, remind me how uh, damage works. You're going to roll the weapon damage and the strength damage strength. separate. The weapon damage is totaled, and I do believe your your hatchets do two d six. Okay, so two d six. Yeah, and that's a two d six and add it up. Uh, just regular two d six, not the two d six one type of thing. I take I, okay. I take the K one out. That's correct. Right. Okay. Now you gotta make a strength roll. Gotcha. But the strength roll does have the K one and stuff, so it's an actual attribute. Okay, there it is. Uh, That's also an eight, so I got sixteen total if I add those two together. That's that would be correct. So sixteen points of damage. That does one wound of damage to it. Just just one. Just one. Just big. I'm gonna hit it again with my other hand. So it gets (laughs) automatically of the sixteen damage. It ignores one of the wounds because of its armor type. So it takes one wound to its guts. And so you roll a d6 and that's how much wind it loses. Just one d6? Just one. Ah, six. Nice. I will make sure to notate that down. Uh, Are the wind rolls uh, open-ended? Okay. We already determined that one. Okay. So now I get to hit it with my other hand. That is correct. And you need the offhand penalties. Yeah, but I I have my special ability that I don't. That's true. All right, so I'm gonna roll my fighting. You're still trying to get a five. Hold on, I've, I found my throw and I need to find my fighting. I know that uh, it is now six o'clock. Do you need to go, Rusty? Probably Jet. Uh, so maybe all is just yelling and and trying to get people to come in this direction. Uh, but yeah, uh, sorry, I got tacos waiting. I don't want them to get cold and get my wife all. You weird. do what you got to do, man. <laughs> I will make sure to leave bounty in there, and uh, we will catch you in yeah, two weeks. Just, just hit me up in a Discord chat if I need to know anything I missed. So, of course. Uh, all right, y'all. I'll see you guys later. Good luck with that second axe swing. Well, I got a 22, so I'm doing okay. Ooh. All right. Well, then I'm glad that that happened because I said good luck after you rolled. <laughs> <laughs> see you there, Rusty. All right, 22. You needed five, so you got 17 more than you needed. That's three raises. So you roll a d20, and you can 11. raise and lower that by three. If you make it at 10, you hit the gizzards, and it gives you an extra die of damage to your weapon. Let's do that. It's good. So I'm going to roll how many d6 now? Three. Three. That's pretty good. Hey, All right. Yes. And then let's do my strength. And I, right? Yeah. And, and do I get an extra? Oh, wait, my weapon is an extra um, damage, you said, right? So I get one more d6? That's why you're rolling three d6 weapon. Oh, yeah. okay. I thought it was, okay. All right. And then I do my strength. Doubling down for 28. 28. So. I don't want to die again. <laughs> minus one. So you two wounds to it this time, to its guts. Both to the guts. Total of three wounds. Roll two more d6, and I'll write down how much more wind it's taking. So 16 and 20. All right. You stab into its midsection, breaking out, thinking that this is going to be good because as you whip your hatchets back in this fail swoop, fast, swift, it lands, you stab it, you whip it out. Its intestines spew it on the ground, blood guts come with it, but the intestines begin growing fur and claws along with it and becoming an amorphous part of its new fattened, damaged body. Eep. Okay, that's on Jack. All right, so now we start off. Aces, Ted, let's see, aces, kings, queens, jacks. I have a jack. Excellent, you get to go again. Oh boy, more murder. <laughs> I'm so stressed out. <laughs> oh, Ban's not a stress eater. 
rolled a 25. Nice. So then I roll a d20. That's an eight. So I think that's what, guts or gizzard? Uh, you rolled an eight. You got a 25. You needed five. So that's a plus or minus four. So yeah, you can make it a gizzard again. Yeah. All right. So I get my 3d6. Oh man, I'm on the wrong screen. Look at that. That's 11. See, everybody was over there looking at our best hunters. Plus, uh, okay, so my uh, strength, I got a 23 oh plus 11, goodness. so that's 34. Oh my goodness. All right, so um, that's four yeah. plus, all right, so that's three more wounds to its gut, total of six wounds to its gut. Roll 3d6. So you don't stop. You continue to rake its guts out onto the floor, um, and the guts just seem to become amorphous and trying to make new shapes as you whip this creature to pieces. What about your offhand attack? Yeah, that's happening now. Oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, 12, that's that's nothing for me. <laughs> this still hits. I roll location. Can I use a blue chip to add to that? Yes. You could, yeah. So I roll one more d12. 12 and add to the 12 that you just got. All right, so that's, that's 19. Fine, so that's whatever. Plus. All right, so let's roll location. What was our target number to hit this thing? Five. That's, that's upper guts. You can uh, add up to three, and a 20 is a headshot. Yep, which will add two to your tomahawk's damage. Ooh, let's do a headshot. All right, so I'm rolling 46. Yes. So that's, oh, I rolled poopy for that. So that's eight plus my strength. Yes. yes. Oh. oh. All right, so it's 17 total in the head. So she pops it with the newspaper and goes bad. In comparison to that last gut rendering, go ahead, roll a d6, because that's a wound to the noggin. Six wounds to the guts, one wound to the noggin. It still has to roll versus the damage to the noggin, because it might de- uh, mess it up. Oh my goodness, it is out of wind in those four swings. Really? Yeah. So what does that do to it? It means it can't do yeah. anything until it recuperates yeah. some wind, which means I have to blow some chips for it to have some actions. I did good! You did. All right, jacks, tens. Well, I have two of those. So it's going to use uh, on the first, which is the spades. Wait, I have a ten too. What's... And I have spades. So uh, we go at the same time on spades then. Uh, actually, it's quickness compared. What's your quickness at? My quickness is stupid. Um... I have 4d12. It has 2d12, so you will be going first. So I get to hit it six times before it hits the... Yep. <laughs> I'm just going to go ahead and drop a white chip to regain some wind. How much wind was that, James? Whoa, that's a good question. I will look that up while she's tearing it up. You know what? Pieces. No, we're not going to do that. We're going to do a red chip because, like, I need this thing to happen. Can I... Get a chip since you're spending a red. <laughs> That's not how it works. Besides, Palmer already gave me some more chips to play with. All right. So I'm going to roll my fighting. Yes. A 12 is a hit. Okay. So let's do uh, my d20. Yes. That's 12. You get a plus one, which can make you go up and down by one, but that's not going to hit anything beneficial. So you're just going to get it in the lane. In the what? And a leg, which means 2d6 right. from your hatchet. Maybe it won't be able to walk as fast. All right, so uh, 2d6 damage. So that's five plus my strength. That's, that's good, that's good. I'm not doing so well on this one. 
Oh, what are you talking what are you about? Oh boy, that's 28. It is. Yes. That's uh, three wounds. It knocks off one, so that's one to the head, two to a leg, six to the guts. And then 2d6 wind? That's another 2d6 wind. 12. Nice. Suck it. 42. All right. And then my other hand, right? Yes. I, usually in role-playing games, I hate combat and I love the RP, but I'm just great at this, so this is awesome. 11, that's going to be a hit and a raise. Cool. And then we're going to do... You know, eh, you know what? It's the end of the session. I'm going to use my other blue one. Let's <sighs> add to it. Hi, NPCs, it's me, Rem Alternus, and I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to our Patreon backers. Seriously, your support makes all of what we do possible, and we are all extremely grateful for each and every one of you. If you aren't yet a Patreon backer, you can head over to www.patreon.com slash to check out the different tiers and rewards we have available. All Patreons get access to our podcast releases a week early, get their names in the credits of our live streamed shows, have first dibs on any casting calls for new games and shows we produce, and more. Once again, you can join our Heroes Hall at www.patreon.com slash remalternus, and thank you all again for listening. Now back to the show. Okay. Because that's worse for you, right? Yes. It means you get a better chance to control where it hits. Oh, boy. All right, so let's roll one more. Another, so that's a total of... 18. 18, that's a plus, 18. Uh, plus two. Okay, so, so then I'm going to do a d20. 10. Which automatically hits the gizzard, allowing you to do an extra dice of damage. Yay! So you're rolling All right, dice so that's going to be... Uh, what's just two? It's three, right? Yes. So that's nine, plus my uh, strength. Yep, you're just tearing this thing. It hasn't even done anything. A 20. A 29. 29. And then how, how much wind? Uh, let me see. You said you spent a red chip? A red I spent a, a blue red, one. Red and a white. No. I spent a red and a white for wind. All right. Okay, um, uh, that's five wind for the white and ten uh, back for the red. So 15 total. You can do, uh, for the white, you can do one wounds or five wind in healing. The red is two wounds or ten wind, and blue is three and four, fifteen. It's either or. You can't get both. Okay, got it. So this is still all on her initiative because she goes well before it does. You hit, you did three wounds. It takes off one because of his armor, making two wounds to the guts again, putting its gut damage up eight and two more d6 of wind. Whole crap. Oh, I rolled two one. So 44. Uh, I'll, I'll use a white chip for that. You can do that with your strength roll, but you can't do that with the melee damage. So go ahead. Uh, you can't do it with the wind damage. You can't add extra dice roll. Yeah, no, I meant I was going to reroll because I rolled two ones. So if I reroll, it's probably going to be better. I don't think we can use white chips for wind damage. Okay. So it's sadly only two. And it would be definitely better. 
but you've done 44 wind to it and a total of 11 wounds across its body. One of those is enough to kill it. But as the game master, I'm about to drop a bunch of fucking chips to make this actually <laughs> not happen. Oh my God. Can you give my monster a chance to do something? Jesus. No. All right. I'm... I designed me to be strong so I wouldn't get hurt. You did. All right, so uh, it's going to blow a white and a red to give itself... Sorry, it's going to blow a white and two reds to knock off 25 wind to put it back in the positive by one fucking point. You realize at this point, Ollie is... Actually, I think Father Cross ends up being the nice one. 19. Yes, he's got one wind again. Now I'm going to spend a blue chip to knock off three wounds. Thank you, Palmer. Let's sit back down to five. I would rather be spending these chips to actually, like, do something. Use a white chip to knock off another wound to the head so I don't actually have to make that roll. Finally, it can take its turn. Well, maybe you should go some after someone other than... The melee specialist. <laughs> since I since I did so well on it, can I also like have like as I was carving it, just kind of like climb up on top of it so like its horns can't get me and I'm just like riding this thing? <laughs> I mean, I got three turns to do. <laughs> I just imagine you were digging through it like an engine, a machine digging through a tunnel, digging a tunnel. Uh, no, I'm gonna say that this thing's gonna turn on you now with guts splayed across the ground. While its guts are morphing and changing at the same time, its jagged teeth are going to try to bite you. God, for the uh, love oh. of everything worthwhile, please fucking hit. I am going to automatically spend a white chip on this attack because... And that gives it 5d10 to make this attack. What does it need to hit me? A five. Oh, that's nothing. Why, yeah. why am I so squishy? Uh, because you get to make a fighting roll to resist it. Oh, you roll okay. one of your hatchet attacks. Oh. Uh, question. What is its size? Eight. Isn't she a five? Yes. Uh, I haven't forgotten. right there. I've, I haven't forgotten. I've been adding her size difference in. Um, but it's not an eight in size. It's a six in size. So she's been getting a plus one for all her hits. But it has a value of eight uh, for the purpose of determining wounds. Ah. Is that because I'm scrawny? Yes. Enemy. It gets a 14. You're going to roll your fighting roll, and you need to get a 15 or better. Ooh, okay. That's its first attack uh, on this card, which is a bite. So it gets a bite and a claw. Where is it at? There it is. A bite and a claw. All right, you made a 17. It's not going to toss a white chip into its claw attack, so it's only a 4d10. And you need to get a 9 or better, so you can need a 10 or better to block this claw attack. The only reason you got to do this is because you have axes. Man. All right. So the thing bursts from the water, lands on the abandonment. It turns to look at you, and as it's rearing its mouth up, you're just slice, 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 slice. It comes towards your block, block, stab, stab, coming back around. As it rears for a moment and its body begins to undulate and try to reform itself as you slice through it because it's actually rather soft, even though it looks large, bulbous, blob-like. It makes another bite attack because it has the 10 of clubs. So unfortunately, I'm not going to toss dice into this one. So it's just going to be straight up what I did. Is it control or shift? What makes you go back to, oh, there it is. So this is a bite attack. Oh, that was terrible. That hits. Wait, you can only block as number of weapons you have, right, James? Or can she keep blocking with her fighting? 
Uh, I believe blocking takes action card. It all depends on... I'm trying to find it in the book. All right, let me take a look, too, at my short list and see if it's on there. Because I think her axes actually have a defense modifier on them, too. Uh, I do believe that is yes. Which, which... Depending on their number, if I remember right, actually increases the target number to hit her, which means that that last attack would have uh, missed. Okay, we should check them. Uh, defense bonus uh, is a modifier. Uh, certain weapons are built to parry quickly or are this is the weapons defense modifier the defense bonus is applied directly to the attacker's target number when making his fighting roll okay okay so what's the defense bonus on a hatchet then? uh offhand i don't know she should have it in her statistics the defense bonus if it says one. one i don't know that i took notes on that then it probably doesn't have probably not not with a here we go it's time to start carving the whip out the bowie knife and stick with us blah 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 let's see make a fight and roll is a lot like making shoot and rolls first figure out the concentration that matches the weapon you're using fight with last one brawling is used to cover clubs maces and the like you make an attack versus a five for whatever weapon currently in hand cowboy gets a fight and brawling the hand and using force bottom so forth as shooting attacks, many things can affect it. There's running defense bonus, large target, small superior position, visibility, and so on and so forth. Special maneuvers, call shots, two fisting, bolos, whips. All right, Lariat's fighting. Character can break out, average whip, Lariat. I'm moosing. You can make a dodge roll or fight an aptitude roll as appropriate. Dodge is used against missile attacks. Fighting is used against hand-to-hand -hand attacks. Never allow one to be used for the other. Before we get into seeing your ombre actually hit his target and how bad it hurts, there's one last thing you should know. If you really don't want your character to get hit, he can make an active defense. It's called Vamoosing. Because we love you, your hero can roll as Vamoosing after the bag get hit, but before the damage result, the price is your highest remaining action card. Oh. So defend yourself. You have to use an action card. Yep. Man. I apologize. That is terrible. If you want to stick with your previous defense because you've got the two hatchets to defend with, it would be one of your action cards that are remaining, which I think you only have. I'm out of them. I used all three. Then technically you can't do yep. uh, What we will defense, say... Go ahead. The, the defense bonus on a fighting weapon is, uh, is pretty much you're pairing with it. It's a passive uh, defense, mm -hmm. but a tomahawk does not have one. Okay, so. so what we're going to say, because Max has made a mistake, the first round of defense was free. So it's first claw bite attack that I threw out there and your dice rolls, which were amazing, we get to keep. But this next round, Ow. you've got no defense. It's going to hurt me. Gotcha. Yes. Yep. So I got a five, and that's going to do the dice roll again, and it gets a 19. <sighs> All right, let's see where it hits. So this time it bites into you. The first one was a bite, and the bite hits on a 17. It has no other bonuses, so it's your uh, upper guts or your chest. And the second one, which is a claw attack, and it has uh, plus three, no, plus two. Um, so it can make it a gizzard hit, will, which gives it an extra dice. One, this. Its bite attack is just straight up its strength. Its, its strength is ooh, uh, 2D, 2, 4D6. So let's do a 4d6 roll. Um, ignoring that, it's not a 15. It is just a 6 from its bite attack, because I'm just not typing all the other stuff out. Its claw attack is strength plus a d4, so I roll the 4d6 again, which is 
a six, and we'll get to that in a minute. I apologize. You know, I should totally not be a douche about this. I should just write it out and roll 4d6, exclamation, K1. That's the strength, slash 4d6. Five and an eleven. That's correct. Uh, fisting. No, actually, it's called brawling. I don't. Did some, who said fisting? No one said. No one said that. <laughs> Nobody. I missed that. I don't know where that came from. I don't either. Radio, radio, radio. Radio is hearing what he wants to hear. I'm, I'm sure he is. All right. So, eleven points of damage um, to the first attack, which is your upper guts, is going to result in two wounds to you, and the claw attack which was to your gizzard. I missed a d6 on that one. Didn't change anything. It's five points of damage, which is another wound. So you got two wounds to your chest and one wound to your gizzard. You have no armor, so nothing negates that. And then I roll a total of three d6 in wind. Now, uh, you can negate the wound as they come in. With chips, right? uh, With chips. It has to be done as the wounds happen. Yes. Uh, So uh, the white chips equal uh, one wound. Blue is three, red is two. And the legend, if any of us had it, would be five or all win. So right now, uh, you've taken two wounds, one wound to your chest, two wounds to your gizzards, a total of nine win. Unfortunate. The good news uh, is because what you're playing, no penalties. You have no penalties right. yet. Yet. So, um, just in anticipation of answering uncomfortable questions later, um, I'm gonna spend one white chip on uh, my chest okay. so that it goes to one wound, and that way I can probably like be like, oh, it's it's mostly it's blood on me. I, I'm okay. Okay. Make sure to notate that. You still take the nine wind, though. Um, yeah, that's fine. All right. That's its two tens. It has three. It's running. You have no you cards have no- left, if I remember. No, I'm, I'm out. So on three, it's turned tailing and, and makes some sort of weird motion and begins digging into the ground. All right. Excellent. Excellent. Yeah, you, you get that earth instead of me. <laughs> Go get it. Man, I burned through a shit ton of chips. Yay! (laughs) I'm sure Ollie will be pleased to hear that. All right, so we're going to end our session. We're going to catch up with Father Cross, and this is the moment where you have to convince Blake about helping out these people. All right. Once we get him into his room, uh, it was Cody that helped? Yes. Bring him in? All right. I... Uh, thank Cody as I'm helping Blake get comfortable, and I say, will you leave us alone, please? He does. He doesn't say anything either. He walks out. I make sure the door is closed, and I'll look at Blake, and I say, so, do you have faith? He just stares at you. Lord's left to die in this hell. Well, see, that's where people go wrong. See... Lord's never left them, and Lord doesn't always ignore prayer. Sometimes the answer is no. You see, it's always in his time, never ours. Maybe, and I look at him, and I'm looking to see if there's anything on his face 
that says waiting to, uh, you know, just for that little glimmer of hope. Like he actually does have some hope left on him. And I'll make the scrutinize check if you want me. I do. All right. Oh, 16. He's very... I look at him and I say... He wants to, he wants to be saved. I say, you've been praying. I can tell it. And maybe, just maybe, God did answer your prayer. And it was when the three of us rode up. Now, if you were to get rid of this ailment, what would you do? And I hold up a finger and I say, and don't give me some promises that later on you don't need to keep, like joining the church. Or I want a realistic, honest answer. All right, make a persuasion roll. Persuasion roll. No, a word, suddenly hop. Two. Do you want Jimmy Chips? Jimmy <laughs> Chips. Now's the time. Yes, I do. This is one of those moments where. You know what? I am going to throw a white in there. Which will you have three reds? I know, but I'm starting like this. Okay. It didn't so get any better. <laughs> this four. is like talking to now. your horse. Now, now I'm going to spend a red to add on top of that four. Yeah, yeah I hope so. <laughs> oh, so, so that a, gives me a nine. It's a nine. That's no laughing matter. That's actually really good. We've gone from a four to a nine. Toss the red chip <laughs> so I can get a so, chip. So I'm just looking at him, waiting for an answer. God, left eye. Not a second. This is what wants me to go to have a chance. Not a scene. Make a scrutiny. Yeah, because at this point in time, you definitely see there's pain, there's suffering, and now he's showing his true colors. You Nine. definitely see that he is trying to open up a better way. Nine on scrutinize. Second. There's. You can see that he, he is open. He is definitely a good man. All right. I take I take his hand in both of mine, and this is going to t- have to take a little more. Oh. I have to drop one another. I'm gonna have to give up another red chip. You're about to battle cancer. Mm. Your Lord gives you the power to fight cancer. Well, I'm hoping to be able to drop a blue chip. Ooh, you're gonna do a holy roller. Awesome. Yeah, I'm gonna push holy roller into working the next one. So let's see. I have a five. One raise will give me a red. So I'm hoping for a 15 on the roll. Ooh. For holy roller. Might have to drop right. a red chip just to get that blue chip. Might have to. All right. I begin praying aloud to not just be able to heal him, but to strengthen my resolve to allow me to heal him. So. Oh my goodness. All right. I have that red chip or that blue chip. Yes, you do. And once I feel the holy roller go through, I will immediately go into. It's called Panacea, mm-hmm. or I may be pronouncing it wrong, but it is like Lay on Hands, but it is specifically for ailments and poisons. This, it's called Panacea, and you got exactly yep, what it is. It, it's on page 54 of Fire and Brimstone, and well, I was just looking at that. There we are. Okay, so... Let's see, infection, poison, any parasite or supernatural. Okay, 
here's the levels. Uh, a normal disease, uh, cholera, typhoid, etc. Uh, next one down is any infection. Uh, third one is any poison. And the fourth one says, uh, the highest one says any parasite or supernatural. Yeah, we're pretty much... With this far gone, I could see it being stepped up. So I will shoot for the moon on this. Go for it. All right. But I'll hold off on the blue for the moment, on using the blue. But it will, even if I don't use it, it'll end up going away anyway, so. A 10, and you need a what? Got a 10, and for the highest one, I needed a... Uh, Honorous, hard, or incredible? Uh, I needed, it, for the hardest one, it had listed the the parasite or the supernatural disease. It said an 11. Which is so, so you're one. So I'm adding the blue in there. Let's see, for rolling the extra die, which gives me a total of 18 to heal Nice. And that the casting for that is one minute and it will be a permanent heal now if he actually has any wounds or anything suffered from it i will turn around and uh start healing that up after panacea is done doesn't matter you succeeded man we're not going to worry about the details at this point in time you lay out right. hand begin to pray slowly and now, quietly as everything in the world on the outside seemed to be going a little bit chaotic ignore it for a moment sin begin reaching out god sends through you the necessary healing man seems shocked in his face as he cries out oh god set me free once the casting has been done i will pull out uh uh, a small vial of oil and i will mark across on his forehead and say as i told you god never left you. he's always been right there beside you his head man begins shedding sensation of uh, life moving back through them and he looks to you and he slides out his rocking chair and leels down and that's where blake on his knees with father momentous moment because next game session we pick up as we figure out what happens next with that critter or getting the tools back to the train and stuff like that. But man, tonight's game session was worth definitely the chips involved. You guys really kind of broke in there. I liked it a lot. Lots of good role playing. I loved it. So I happily give everybody five bounty. I'm gonna make sure to write that in the notes for Rusty to see. We're coming to the close. Uh, so this is the point in time when people start making their pitches and talking about stuff. This, the world has definitely kind of gotten really weird, so we want to make sure that everybody knows to stay safe, to take care of yourself. Um, we can all see this through, we just got to be super careful. And um, we want you guys to be part of us and hang out with us and enjoy our stories. And, and so that's what we want you guys to be right here. With. So. Um, part about staying healthy, and this is a segue into talking about Cassie's work. She sells soap. Here's a link to her stuff. Definitely if you're in the need for something cool and artsy soap-wise, there's also hand sanitizers. I think it's great that she does this and considering the way that the world has definitely made a change. I hate, I just, I hate the way it's gone, and I want you guys to all stay safe. Soap, wash your hands, love each other, and know that we can make this through it. Moving on from talking about soap for a moment, this is our website. On it, you can find... Oh, I forgot to post the date for this one, but that's my bad. I did post it on our social media, but you can find our social media here. You can also find our calendar, and sometimes I actually update the calendar. Most of the times, I'm a terrible individual uh, about not updating it. So 
there's that. Um, uh, we've got pause right now on the other game, the indie game I was going to try and get up and running because the world has changed and therefore it has to be put on a pause until one of the players gets his life back in order. And that's cool, we can wait. Take your time, uh, Evan, we're gonna be here for you. Move forward, um, it should be fun. That's what I've got for right now. Um, Sarah has some stuff she wants to say, so I'm, I'm gonna give the floor to her. I always have stuff I wanna say. Um, so we shot the trailer for Chicago Shadows. Um, so that's in uh, post now uh, and getting edited. Um, we're dropping uh, photos and cool stuff on social media. Um, so uh, check us out. I'm dropping the links in for our Facebook and our Twitter. Um, and then also, um, one of the things that's been very near and dear to my heart is um, with all the cons getting canceled and the things that um, make our hobby profitable um, and a source of livelihood for um, gamers and small vendors and stuff like that, um, it, they're, they're really challenged during this outbreak. So um, we've been trying to find ways to um, support our small business friends. So if you check out our Facebook, check out our Twitter, we have, we just launched today a GoFundMe um, to do additional advertising for small vendors um, so that, you know, if you can't afford um, to, to support them directly, you can drop a few dollars in, um, whatever you can spare, and then we can get the message pushed farther um, through social media and online. Um, to try to get them some business. So um, that's really important. We're actually piloting this with Cassie um, and her um, soaps and hand sanitizers. So um, please, um, if you can, just drop a few shekels in there. Um, and we are also looking for ways to um, promote togetherness and community for the gaming community during this time. So um, one of the things I want to do is, and Max has offered to help as well, is run uh, um, beginner D&D sessions for people who want to learn how. Um, so if you have anyone that's bored, wants to learn, um, we're doing it all online. Um, so they can reach out on um, Facebook or Twitter and um, I'll get them started. So yeah, yeah I think that's everything. It's been a, a, quite a busy couple weeks. <laughs> yeah, it has been. I ended up being essential personnel for my job, which was kind of interesting because I was like, but I don't make a life-saving I technically make a life-saving drug. It's a drug that they use to find cancer. And I was like, man, I kind of just want to be quarantined. But they can't. They won't send us home because we, what we're doing is actually important to help people out, especially people fighting cancer. So I'm going to keep going to work every day. Um, and I, if I get a chance to uh, and to be at home, because like now summer break, spring break is over. I have time. I, I like Sarah's talking about, I want to run this isn't going to be like broadcast. This is going to be like show, hangout. It's just going to be us hanging out, playing some D&D. Uh, so Sarah, as soon as you figure out how I can help you, if you want me to like give you ideas, write you up monster stats, draw you a map, stuff like that, I am there for that to help new people. And one of the things I want to do with that is to support um, your local gaming store is um, if we turn this, if, if we have enough interest, I'd like people to like pay something small to play or um, get like a set of dice or get a book or whatever from their local gaming store and then that gives you free access But like yeah. the whole point of all yeah. of this is to support um, Small businesses that are gonna have a really hard time making it through um, this uh, isolation. Yes, definitely yeah, one uh, one good way to do that is uh, If you normally order from the publishers on some of these gaming books 
do it through your gaming shop instead. Uh, yes. It helps them uh, greatly in doing that. Uh, of the gaming shops, I do know they're still taking orders, so definitely reach out to your local game shop and see if they're still taking orders. And if so, yeah, get it that way. Support your local, sh local shops because the big corporations don't seem to like actually care. They just want us to go back to work. Anyways, oh man, anybody got anything else to say? Uh, well, uh, for those that are curious about the gaming that we do, um, but you're scared to actually try it, uh, try and get into the Discord link for oh, original yeah. box set. Look at, uh, the interaction that we do with each other. Uh, I mean, there are times when, uh, you'll see just conversations. Uh, a bunch of us, including Max, Sarah, Rusty, and myself, where we're just talking about stuff that seems like nonsense or something that actually develops into a game. Yeah. And oh, we man. come up with yeah. some various topics, uh, from, uh, what would happen if a deity, uh, you know, changes their alignment or uh, what some of the other ones we've had, uh, The Loss of Faith. Ooh, um, uh, one that I've been so working on just real recently was a discussion about where Mecha would actually fit in an actual real-world scenario. I'm a definitely a realist as far as it goes. It's like, I want to make sure I can have my game have a level of realism to it. And one of the discussions we came up with is if there was a dangerous environment in which the Mecha were needed for the purpose of getting in and out because a person couldn't normally get in there and do the work. And so that was one that we came up with and we started talking about um, how the mecha would look like and what it would be like. Oh man, I wish I had more time to like delve into that stuff. We could be on this call for yeah. hours. But come in, see what uh, so see what we've got. Even if all you do is you read and you use it for your own game. Yes. Uh, that's the type of community we have on the Discord channel. Yep. We have a Numenera game that plays on some Wednesdays. Um, mm -hmm. And definitely, if you are uh, want to come and hang out with that one, it's run by another one of our game masters. His name is Evan. We got a bunch of uh, good faces on that one, and it's really fun. Um, Robin, who's been in the audience, her name is Draconic Kitty 4 She's in that game, uh, as well as a couple of other people. So definitely check us out then. All right, that's that's all I got. What I got? I'm gonna put my three pages of note, my three lines of notes away now. Thank you guys so much for watching. Yeah, thanks for hanging out with us. We're gonna let you go. And there's a button over here I mean, that brings in the ending credits. <laughs> ah, I think this is it. All right, bye everybody. Hope you had bye. fun. Bye. You've been listening to another fine tale in the Alternia archives. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to our archive. So until next time, take care of yourself, okay? Goodbye.